Hello, my Jesus time, friends and family. It's so good to be back with you again because I love talking about my Jesus time and what he tells me in that time. And I love that he is so (laughs) sweet to tell me what I need to hear, exactly when I need to hear it, and in the way that I can receive it best. (laughs) And I laugh because... Um, sometimes it's it's correction and it's pretty in your face and it's it's pretty <laughs> strong, but it's always good. It's always good. And even when it is a correction or a rebuke from Jesus, I love it because I would rather him rebuke me and correct me than not speak to me. And so um, there was such a time <laughs> recently and I will give you the backstory and then I will tell you what Jesus said to me. It was delicious. Okay, so I am dog-sitting, or our family is dog-sitting, but really, it's primarily me, which is fine. I love dogs. I, oh my goodness, if I see a dog on the side of the road, my first thought is to pet it and love it and squeeze it and call it George. So I'm dog-sitting, and this dog is on a different schedule than I am. And so... (laughs) Night one, he is barking like a maniac at three in the morning upstairs. And of course, I'm, I hear it. No one else hears it. <laughs> so I get up and I'm like, hey, come downstairs. Get in here. And I put him in my room because maybe he was lonely. I don't know. And I go back to bed or I try to. Seven in the morning, he's whining, kind of jumping on my bed, needing stuff. And I was like, buddy, <laughs> You don't understand my aversion to mornings. We can't do this. So I, I try to let him outside so he could tinkle and come back in. And then I lay on a couch so that he could nap with me a little bit. Because I, I don't do well when I don't get sleep, guys. I just don't. My husband has acknowledged this lovingly. It's just, it just is. So I'm trying to get a little more sleep so I can function. Um, but then uh, my daughter missed the bus, so I had to drive her to school. So I'm coming back. Anyway, it was just kind of a, you know, crazy morning, whatever. It's fine. It's fine. Really, it's fine. <laughs> so I'm finally to the place where I can walk this little dog. But by this point, I'm bitter. I am talking about coffee grounds with no sugar bitter at this little dog. And I have allowed my thoughts to grow increasingly antagonistic towards this cute little puppy. And I'm justified. I am justified in my mind. <laughs> so I'm walking him and it's a beautiful day, but I'm really angry and I am angry at this dog. And I like to pray when I walk. So I'm praying, but I'm so angry. I can't pray anything from my heart. So I'm just praying through the Lord's prayer because I need Jesus, but I'm also angry. So I'm praying. Our Father who art in heaven, art in heaven, not aren't. (laughs) Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those. And then I stopped because I realized I was not forgiving this dog. And when I prayed that, my first thought was, Lord, do I have to forgive a dog? Is that, is that a thing? 
and the Holy Spirit answered me in the best way. I felt like Jesus leaned in and gave me a face and asked me this question. Well, how is your heart doing not forgiving the dog? (laughs) Oh my gosh, I was so convicted. So convicted. And he was right. Because, brothers and sisters, my heart was ugly and I hated everybody. I was mad at the dog. I had unforgiveness towards this dog, but I was kind of hating everybody. And I couldn't even pray from the heart. So I was like, oof, okay, God, I see what you did there. I received that. And then he reminded me lovingly of a passage my sister had shared with me years ago about unforgiveness. I'm going to read it, and then I'm going to tell you what it is about this that really ministered to me and convicted me and set me free. So in Matthew 18, I'm reading the NLT version, and it's the parable of the unforgiving debtor. And it starts by Peter asking Jesus a question. We're in verse 21. Then Peter came to him and asked, Lord, how often should I forgive someone who sins against me? Seven times? No, not seven times. Jesus replied, but 70 times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with servants who had borrowed money from him. In the process, one of his debtors was brought in who owed him millions of dollars. He couldn't pay, so his master ordered that he be sold, along with his wife, his children, everything he owned to pay the debt. But the man fell down before his master and begged him, Please be patient with me, and I will pay it all. Then his master was filled with pity for him, and he released him and forgave his debt. But when the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars. He grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant payment. His fellow servant fell down before him and begged for a little more time. Be patient with me and I'll pay it, he pleaded. But his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put in prison until the debt could be paid in full. When some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset. They went to the king and told him everything that had happened. Then the king called in the man he had forgiven and said, You evil servant! I forgave that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? Then the king, the angry king, sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. That's what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. Ugh, that's hard. And this is the verse specifically that my sister explained to me years ago and that connected with me in this situation. Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured. Unforgiveness tortures the unforgiver. Unforgiveness is a prison 
for the unforgiver. And even if there's just one person, or in my case, one canine that you are not forgiving, your entire life is imprisoned and your entire being is tortured until you forgive. And it's not like God is being vindictive here. He is just telling you, guys, this is how it works. This is the poison of unforgiveness. It is never just affecting one person. It affects you and in turn affects everybody. Ugh, and then and then you just you can't get out of it. There's no way around it. There's no there is no balm besides forgiveness that can heal that. There is no key that can get you out of that prison except forgiveness and what's interesting too about this parable that Jesus told is the guy who owed a million dollars who eventually did not forgive the person who owed him when he was pleading with his master for mercy, he didn't say, forgive my debt. He said, give me more time and I'll pay it. So even though the master released him and forgave his debt. So we're looking at verses 26 and 27, where the guy said, please be patient with me and I will pay it all. Then his master was filled with pity and released him and forgave his debt. The master didn't just release him, he forgave him. But all that guy heard was he was released. He never understood that he was forgiven. And I think that was so key for me because this was a puppy, you guys. He is helpless. He is completely in my care. He does not know how to communicate his needs. And when he was barking at 3 a.m., it's because I forgot to take him for a walk the previous night. And he was letting me know he had to go. And so the next day, when he had messed the upstairs, it was because he didn't get the walk that he needed, that I was in charge of giving that to him. So it's so interesting. I was mad at this dog for waking me up in the middle of the night when... Really, he was letting me know, hey, you forgot to take me out. I don't want to mess up your carpet. (laughs) I mean, can you imagine? So I was like, wow, Lord, you're right. I forgive this dog because also it was my fault. And Lord, not only has this dog (laughs) forgiven me, that's really humbling, but you have forgiven me of the sin that rightfully separated me from you, that rightfully would have put me in hell for eternity had it not been for the grace that you paid for with your blood I mean we could go on and on guys but but really it is understanding the forgiveness we've received from God and in my case from a dog (laughs) that humbles us enough to in turn forgive completely from the heart the key to forgiveness then is understanding how much We've been forgiven. 
the antidote to the poison of unforgiveness is understanding how much we've been forgiven. And what I think is so cool and how sweet God is, is sometimes understanding God's forgiveness towards us is so big that we can't get it. So he will use a dog (laughs) to bring it home and make it real for us. So I was super humbled and I am super thankful because I am now super free and I, I am still struggling to figure out the dog's schedule and getting up early and make sure that he gets what he needs, but, um, but I'm not better and praise God for his kindness and his word and for the Jesus time (laughs) that he that he blesses us with. So thanks guys for listening. And I pray that your Jesus time is sweet and meaningful and that you connect with Jesus all the time.